Hello, everyone, and welcome to LocalJobNetwork.com radio. I'm your host, Jenna Konar, and you're listening to Technically Speaking, where we discuss technology as it relates to your career or job search. Today, we're delving into the four aspects of a can't-miss website and how a high-quality website can be beneficial for your company. To learn more, I'm speaking with Dave Rogenmoser. Dave is the co-owner at Redwood Recruiting and Market Results, and he's also the co-author of Beyond the Grind. Thanks for joining me today, Dave. Yeah, thanks. It's good to be back. So when we're talking about building a high-quality website for a company, this might seem like kind of an obvious question, but why is a high-quality website so important for all businesses? I think, you know, more and more traffic is going through the web, more and more customers are finding people through the web. And I don't think most businesses probably need to, you know, go overboard and have a a crazy complex website, Mm -hmm. but people need to be thinking in terms of, you know, effectiveness and at least have kind of a a bare minimum few things in their website to really use it to, to bring in new customers. So I wanted to talk about four different elements of the high-quality website. And, of course, there's probably a lot more than just these four, but um, we wanted to focus on those today. And the first point that you had brought up was focus on capturing leads. So why would you say it is so important to focus on capturing leads on your company's website? I think most companies... The website really needs to be designed to capture leads. And so, you know, there's a few, you know, maybe really high end or, or niche, you know, type industries where you can use your website for branding and things like that. But for the average company, they just want more customers. They want more cash flow coming in. And a website is a really, really great tool for that if it's set up properly. And so, you know, really the idea that, you know, people need to be thinking about is using their website almost as a funnel. Mm-hmm. And so creating kind of a standardized process when, when visitors come in kind of the top of the funnel, you know, where do they come out the bottom and are you directing them through the site all the way until they become a new lead to you, whatever that might mean for the company. And so, so I think that's really the goal for most companies that they need to start looking at more closely is using their website for lead generation. And you had mentioned the sales funnel. Could you explain that a little bit more? Maybe what does that look like on the website or what kind of steps can you take to make sure that you're funneling sales through your website? You know, for a company, they want to have a really focused landing page. Mm -hmm. And so there needs to be really one goal they have in mind for the customer. And so when a customer first lands at the site, you know, does it seem like there's just a few options or, or a few things or even just one thing for them to do? Or are they trying to kind of cram all sorts of things into the website? So focus is important. Along with that, having a really good headline, a really strong and compelling headline on their website is important. It needs to be, you know, customer focused. It doesn't need to be all about, you know, the company and we and all that. Because really the headline is just trying to keep them on the page really just for longer than a second or two. You know, if they don't see a headline that they like, they might bounce right back off the page. I think more than that, having a call to action. Okay. Um, is important. And so the call to action is going to be basically what you're asking the customer to do, sort of to try and convert them into a lead. So to take them from a visitor into a lead. And so maybe you ask for their email address, or maybe it's their phone number, um, whatever it is, it needs to be clear to them. What's the one action that you want them to do on a site? Um, and then really another way to kind of increase conversions, increase leads is to use you know what we call lead bait. Okay. So you've seen that that's where people will give away, you know, some sort of incentive, um, a reward for someone to enter their email, maybe for like a consultation. So something companies can do is, 
you know, promise to email them a checklist, something like a 10 rookie mistakes to avoid when buying a new home. And so if companies will, will produce some sort of content or add some sort of value, we find that there's a lot higher opt-in rate for, for this lead capture and lead generation forms. Okay. So it sounds like the focus is maybe a little bit more simple, but still focused and still offering the customer value. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it needs to be you know very easily for them to understand. And again, you want people to just intuitively know what's the best path through the site and you need to kind of guide them through that. Right. So then what type of results would someone expect when they're optimizing their website for lead capture and turning it into the funnel? Yeah, well, in digital marketing, I mean, the name of the game is creating you know predictable and scalable revenue for businesses. And so really, you can track all these different numbers and percentages. And so, you know, an example, maybe an industry standard would be if you had a thousand visitors a month coming to a website. Um, and by the way, if businesses need, you know, want to find that out, they can install um, Google Analytics um, onto their page and that's free. Um, then they can go see kind of who else coming through. Um, if you have a thousand visitors, you can expect about 5%, uh, maybe up to 10% of those to turn into leads, you know, if you've got your site optimized. And then what's nice for businesses is if they get these leads, they can figure out, you know, okay, what's my average closing rate? You know, so if I get 10 leads, how many of them turn into customers? If you figure out how much you make on average per customer, you know, you basically, you know, you know, your numbers all the way from the thousand visitors and you know that that leads to a certain number in your pocket. And so at that point, businesses can start thinking in terms of, okay, well, what if we had 2,000 visitors? What if we had 3,000 visitors? And at that point, they're really ready to do some digital marketing and really just start driving traffic to their website. And then another component that you had talked about, and this kind of relates to capturing leads, you want the, the site to have value and to be focused. And so the second thing you had mentioned was the design of the website. And so it has to have the neat appearance, but it also has to be functional. So why would you say that functionality is so important with a website? Maybe in terms of design, uh, we typically always kind of think in terms of, you know, just the look mm-hmm. of something. And that can be confusing, but really we can't confuse design and appearance being the same thing because, yeah, it is appearance and functionality kind of going to design. And so, you know, I think of like Apple, you know, they create these beautiful products, but really what their goal is, is to make them very simple and functional. I think all that goes into the to the design. Maybe an example, the other day a friend and I were just doing our taxes on TurboTax and it was the first time I'd ever done it on there, and, and I was kind of dreading it. And I started, you know, getting into it, and it was just like a, a ton of fun because because TurboTax mm-hmm. is like incredibly designed. Like it's both beautiful, but it's also like really functional, really easy, and, and it was kind of hilarious. Like we got to the end of our taxes after like hours, and we were just like, "Dude, I wish it wasn't over," because like <laughs> that was designed so well. And so I think that's like uh, an industry standard in design is TurboTax. Right. And so anytime you take a mundane everyday task and you're able to turn it into something almost fun for your clients, then that's probably reaching your goal. Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. unbelievable. And so I think the same thing applies for websites is if, mm-hmm. if people come and, and just, you know, things work well, you know, buttons work well, and there's not, you know, broken links or missing pictures, things like that. And that functionality is there. It's going to kind of bring down any sort of resistance they have towards becoming a lead or towards becoming a customer. What advice would you give then to someone who's maybe designing their homepage of their website? What components are important to include? And then are there certain things that they should not be including? Yeah, you know, I think the things we said before um, are important. Um, something that you can use in a really nice way is social proof. 
testimonials. And so if a company works with other big name companies or provides some service to some well-recognized companies, they could put, you know, their logo and they've, you know, customer testimonials, hmm. things like that work really well. Again, really when thinking about the homepage, you know, it's almost like you can, if you land on it and you squint your eyes a little bit, if you can still kind of see like, like what, what buttons stand out to you, what things stand out, if those are the things that are important to you, then like you're nailing it. But if you squint your eyes and what stands out is, you know, maybe this logo that doesn't have any sort of link to it or anything like that, then you want to kind of diminish those types of things and make it very clear on your homepage, you know, what it is you want to, them to do or to know. And you had mentioned uh, the customer testimonials or including the case studies on the website. Why are these an important part of your website? Yeah. So in related to testimonials, we've seen, you know, case studies and when people put together a well-written report about their service for a client, it just really increases engagement on the site. I think really for, you know, one big reason is people want to know if something's going to work, but really more than that, I think people want to know if something's going to work for them. Mm. And so when they see these testimonials, I think they're looking for, you know, is this client kind of like me? Is this customer like me? Can I put myself in his shoes? And if it worked for them, you know, it'll probably work for me as well. And so, you know, some tips that, you know, businesses could use is, you know, find a client that has kind of similar profile to the average, you know, potential client that's searching the site. Okay. Testimonial or, you know, a case study have, you know, have enough details that doesn't look fake or doesn't look cheap, but not so many details that, you know, it's boring. So I think details are important. So for us, example, you know, we want to show people, you know, for my business market results that we want to be talking about revenue, not traffic. And so I think it's important the testimony to talk about the stats and the things that matter because people don't want traffic. People want revenue for their businesses. And so there's a little bit of a shift there. I think, you know, showing a picture, you know, of the client is important for testimonial, you know, use some sort of graph or chart if you can, Um, you know, have a quote by them saying something would be really great. And, and yeah, having those up and just available to use in your business um, should really move things along. And I think you're right about uh, people look for, you know, people they can identify with or people who seem similar to them. And that seems to create a sense of trust as well, if you're able to see that on someone's website. Yeah, because people want to know, you know they want to join people that are like them. And so if they see a business that's working with someone like them, you know, they, they just feel like, like maybe they belong there more and they feel more relaxed. And so, so it's pretty effective. So do you know any examples of a company that maybe was able to increase its business by adding these case studies or these customer testimonials to their website? Yeah, one that comes to mind, um, a guy named Neil Patel um, on the web, owned several different companies, but one was Quick Sprout. And basically, he took these testimonials from a couple of different people, and he kind of created these different versions of them and was testing them um, and all that. And he found, you know, once he put them together and was using them, his leads didn't grow all that much, but his revenues grew a ton. Um, And so he had them on his website. But then more than that, he used these as PDFs, and he would link them in emails. And he'd say, you know, as he was emailing a new prospect, he'd put at the bottom and say, you know, look how, you know, one client, John, made X amount of dollars. He'd link them there. And then also what he did that was kind of cool is he took these and he put them at the very back page of his proposals. It's like after the signature line, after everything was done, he just put them there because he found that, you know, after he left, people would pass these proposals around and maybe the decision maker wasn't there at the moment, but he's going to get to it later. And so it's, it's cool if companies would take time to put this together. It's not only effective on the website, but they can use it in lots of different ways. And then kind of similar to that, aside from showing the case studies and showing happy clients that you've served in the past, 
You also mentioned that having excellent copywriting on your website is important. In other words, your words are more than just words. So why would you say that copywriting is such an important thing to consider for your website? Yeah, I think, you know, I mentioned this earlier, but I think, you know, most businesses spend too much time talking about themselves uh, on their website, which is a little bit counterintuitive Mm. because you think, oh, the web is about me. I want them to know who I am. People are always saying, you know, we've been in business this long or, or we sell used rental equipment or whatever. But really studies show that when customers see that type of thing, they just kind of gloss over it, mm-hmm. which is kind of wasted, you know, space on your website. And so when a business will build a website with a good, strong copywriting, sales will go up. So would you say maybe instead of focusing on yourself and your company, you maybe focus on what your client needs or what they're looking for as far as your your service or your product? Totally. Yeah. It needs to be, you know, basically customer focused in all aspects. Um, And when they see that, they like it. What are a few tips that you could offer, maybe particularly to small businesses that they can use when they're thinking about their copywriting? You know, we talked about headlines earlier, but having a big, strong headline focused on your customer and you want it to be a hook almost. And so, you know, I don't want to get you know, maybe two cutesy examples, but, you know, maybe for like a, a window company, instead of just saying we sell windows for 30 years or whatever, they could say, you know, windows so nice, the neighbors will be jealous. Mm-hmm. Maybe like the headline, you know, and yeah. uh, you know, like a luxury rug company could be beautiful rugs that your kids will fight over, uh-huh. you know? And so just like something that's a hook, that's interesting, that's engaging and shows, shows the customer really quickly, hey, what's kind of the value proposition here? Why are they a little bit different? what do I really get out of this deal other than just a rug or other than just a window? So I think you've offered us a lot of great advice for people who are maybe starting up their company's website or they're looking to revamp it. I just wanted to give you the floor at the end here just to give our listeners any final words of advice that you might have. Maybe they're improving the website or like I said, starting afresh, but what final message would you like to give those people? I would just say start with the end goal in mind and think about, you know, what is it that you want out of a website? You know, again, for most Mm -hmm. people, it's probably new clients. And if that's the case, you know, maybe you don't need a a big fancy, you know, redesigned website and with all Mm -hmm. sorts of pages. Maybe you just need one page with just an email capture form um, and that's it. And so I think when people think about, you know, what it is that they really, really want out of it, they can start to kind of build the site, you know, and design it, you know, around that final end need. But yeah, I'd say also reach out for help. You know, people can always email me, Dave at themarketresults.com, and I'd be happy to answer any questions or give any advice. Yeah, happy to do that. And with that final insight, we will bring the show to a close. You've been listening to Technically Speaking with our guest, Dave Rogenmoser, who was discussing the four elements of a high-quality website. Thanks again for sharing your knowledge with us today, Dave. Yeah, thanks. Good to be back. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com or find us on Twitter under at the LJN. For all of us here at LJN Radio, I'm Jenna Konar, and thanks for joining us.